Jen Dobre. Welcome to this week's episode of Paranormal Hotline. Here at the Paranormal Hotline HQ, we ask questions while we wait for our phone to ring. Important questions. Questions like, have I made first contact or am I still asleep? Should I really be the one to make first contact? Where is my stick? I'm about to make multiple contacts. If we have any extraterrestrial listeners, I'd like to specify that that was a joke for our Earthling listener base, based on most of our alien media, which is unfortunately violent. I come in peace, my name is Oshin, and I am joined, as always, by my co-ghost, Kaylee. Hello! Wow. Kaylee. <laughs> I'm pulling out the stops. We're, we've aliens today, so i hoping they're tuning in. Yeah, that'll be great. <laughs> Doubt it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah be, beam it to the stars. How are you? What's the story? Has has anything strange occurred? No. I'm fine. I'm doing well. Uh, no, nothing paranormal has happened. I didn't mean to answer, how are you, with a no. <laughs> I feel like that would be fitting. No, in fairness, I did just bombard you with questions. So fair <laughs> I do that to you every week, so it's only fair. I'm like, Oshin, how are you? What did you do? Did you like, did, you, did anything paranormal happen yet? <laughs> did you drink some orange juice? <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, say, I, um, uh, I was going to say like nothing paranormal has happened to me since we went to Spike Island. So well, that's, that's good. good, I think. Yeah, nothing's followed you. That's, nothing's followed me home. Nothing has attached itself to me. Something uh, actually not parent. Well, kind of paranormal. Okay. I found a light bulb in my kitchen today that like attached to the ceiling that I didn't know was there. I've lived here almost a year now. It doesn't turn on. Uh, well, actually, was- I got a new light bulb for it and replaced it. Now it turns on, but I, I didn't even know which light switch turned it on. You, like you just found a light, like a, a slot to put it into, yeah. or you found the bulb? Like, I fa- like there was a bulb in the ceiling, and I was like, I've never seen that before. I didn't even Ghost know that it was there. <laughs> it's just this random one near the stairs. Like it is the eleventh light bulb in my kitchen, and uh, you know you've been in my kitchen. It's not very big. No, <laughs> it, that is an abundance of lights. <laughs> it's too many lights, man. That's the I'm most paranormal thing that's on. happened to me this week. So aside from that. I suppose the only stranger things was at Comic-Con. Hey, hey. it's good crack up in Dublin. It was. We were there. We were characters from, from Stranger Things. I was the hair, Steve the hair Harrington. And I was Max. And Max. <laughs> I had the, probably the easiest costume out of all of us. Like I just had to get a jacket and like a tape, a cassette player. Um, you, you nailed it though. <laughs> and we, you were told multiple times. The people came up to us. <laughs> It's just to like, the gang. I just felt so lazy because you guys put so much <laughs> effort into your costumes. <laughs> and I just happened to be naturally ginger. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you had like the right shoes and, and the rest of the gear. Yeah, that wasn't hard hand. though. <laughs> <laughs> you just... Anyway, here's a strange thing that happened in Poland in the 70s. That's a killer segue. Wow. Funny thing to notice, uh, to note even. This is the first record of an alien encounter in Poland. The date is May 10th, 1978. It was morning time and a farmer named Jan Wolski was out driving his horse and cart in a Milchin, which is in the east of Poland. He gets jumped, jumped by two small beings. They hopped into his cart. He describes them as small humanoid creatures, about 1.5 meters tall. They have green skin, slanted eyes and prominent cheekbones. So that's uh, that's some classic little green men right there. Yeah, wow. This You really jumped into it there. That was... Zero to a hundred. Yep, that's 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 how the count goes. <laughs> I was out with the cars and they hopped in. 
he saw he saw him on the road and he he mistook them for foreigners. Oh my god, what? Yeah, he was there like ah yes, they had cheekbones and, and slanted eyes, and I thought they I they, they reminded me of Chinese people because I've seen them before, but then they weren't. But they were green. He noticed that when he got close. But, like, that's the first thing you'd notice, right? <laughs> I feel like oh, before I, I noticed their eyes or their cheekbones, I'd be like, that, that's, that person's green. <laughs> he, he originally mistook them for foreigners. That's he still could be mistaking them for bizarre. foreigners. Just more foreign than he initially <laughs> expected. That's true. He also, he said, like, they were wearing black with, like, their faces exposed. Oh, that's cool. Like, little jumpsuits. Yeah, something like that. Little space goths. And that they had webbed-type fingers, or like little fins between their fingers. <gasps> I don't like that, but... That's creepy. And then also, like, a thick nape, or, or like a hump on the back of their necks, where kind of where it would be your hair. Kind of like a reverse Adam's apple. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> so they hop up onto his cart, and they sit next to him. <laughs> right. What does he do? He's a sound Handshake. lad and lets him ride. Way, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> <laughs> no, so He's much of this is just him being polite. Interdimensional hitchhikers, like it. It should be noted that that Jan is, is a really sound fellow. <laughs> hitchhikers guide um, to Poland. <laughs> yeah, just hitching around <laughs> Poland in the. 70s. They have towels over their shoulders. <laughs> what he did they have it- shoes? I wonder if their feet were webbed. Do you think when they were running, they made like that noise that ducks make when they run, like? <laughs> That'd be really funny. And then just hopping up onto the uh, thing and looking at him. <laughs> he does. He does go into a description, especially about their footprints later, that they had square feet. What? So it could be suits that they're wearing. Oh right, that makes sense. Because he does notice that it's just like their face is out and their their feet are right. Well, their feet aren't out. I think. Well, get their feet out. Come on, they can start an OnlyFans. <laughs> Help. People would pay a lot of money for the square feet. <laughs> square feet. Yeah. What was it? Was it was in The Witches, wasn't it? Like the Roald Dahl book. That's how you knew there was a witch. They had square feet. Oh, yeah. I think you're right, actually. Yeah. Now, to be noted now, that is not an accurate portrayal of witches. <laughs> so they were in, in sitting next to him and they were chatting in a language unfamiliar to him, made up of lots of short and fast words. And he said that their voices were thin. What, like this? Like, me, 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 me. Like that? Sure. Okay. I'm sorry, if an alien started talking to me like that, I would not be able to take it seriously. Not, not. Please tell me he did a reenactment of how they sounded. Uh, he might have. There there was actually a film made of this. Oh not God. made of it, but like a, a documentary film made. Oh. Um, In I Polish, couldn't find I the copy of it to read, but it is, to watch, but it is out there. Um, and what's actually quite interesting about that is because it would have been... It was communist Poland, so still kind of buddies with the Soviet Union. Definitely would have been like state-run media. Yeah, yeah. Hey, if you're enjoying the podcast, you can help it out. We have a Patreon, and that is a thing that you can do, and it helps us. A little goes a long way, and for the price of a pint or a coffee, you can get access to our Discord where we're always chatting and posting additional spooky things. That's at patreon.com forward slash paranormal hotline. You can also help us out for free by rating the podcast wherever you listen to it. It doesn't take long and it does go a long way to help us out. You can also follow us on Spotify. That'll help us and make your life easy. We're also on Twitter where you can follow for to stay up to date and see other spooky things that we post. That's at Paranormal HL. So they're in the cart and he drives them through some woods and after some time, after a few hundred meters, they reach a clearing where 
the little dudes, little beings, signal him to stop. And there in the clearing, hovering almost five metres above the ground, was a white UFO, white as polished aluminium. What was going through the farmer's head from when he picked them up until he got to the clearing? Was he like, uh, I guess I'll just take them to wherever I'm going? Or was he like, do I take him to the nearest village? Or <laughs> I think it's like they weren't giving necessarily giving him trouble, but at the same time he didn't... In the interviews they're like, well, I don't really know what to do if I do get into trouble here. True, yeah, that's fair. So they was, could just, like, just laser, him, with... laser him and kill him or whatever. <laughs> he didn't know. He, he was just going with what he had. Like. He was going with the flow. Yeah, that's fair. They also, the, the, like, the, in the interview, they ask him, like, hey, were, were you were you terrified? He's like, I'm a brave man. I was a bit scared. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, you know. I don't think I'd be able to bad. stop looking at them. I think like, I'd definitely crash from not looking at the road. <laughs> well, see, that's what the horse is for. The horse looks at the that's road. That's true. The horses, the horses are the best because, like, back in the day when you were too drunk to drive home, the horse knew the way home. So you just hop on your horse and <laughs> off you <laughs> end. Bring you, yeah. <laughs> So there's the, you know, the white transit van of UFOs. It's four and a half to five meters tall. Yeah, and as long as a bus. Was it cigar shaped kind of? Kind of, yeah. Kind of like a, like a caravan, I want to say. But it would be almost, I suppose, if it was four and a half meters tall or five meters tall, it's almost like, it's almost two stories, you know? Yeah, it's huge. In his accounts and in the interview, Volsky mentions that the exterior of the craft was devoid of any typical elements to the outside of a vehicle, such as lights or joints. But he also mentions that there was four barrel shapes, one attached to each corner. Each shape had what he described as drills. Drill-like objects that seemed to be made of some black material and rotating at high speed. It should be noted that they weren't creating any disturbances in the air and that they were giving off a hum that he described. Kind of a, a low hum. In my head, that's kind of like, oh, that's what's keeping it up there. Yeah, that's that makes that sense. Like. That's to say, to be said, I'm I'm not an expert in alien spacecraft. Well, I am, and <laughs> no, um, it does sound like what Bob Lazar described in the. I, I know I always come back to Bob Lazar. I know, like, there's no guarantee that what he says is actually true, but what he says in his uh, description of the spaceships was that there was, like, in his models, the kind of actual flying saucer, the round one, there was three barrel-like things at the bottom. And that was used to kind of like warp the space around the ship so that it could fly. So it sounds similar enough to those, but there's four of them because it's massive, not like the sports model that that Bob yeah. Lazar worked on. <laughs> but what I think is crazy, because like, yes, it, it's a similar sort of thing. But this is from, you know, within the Iron Curtain. Yeah. Or, well, the Eastern Bloc, where it would have been any American news or American stuff would have been quite censored. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, uh, something interesting in that. There is, definitely. The little beings get down out of the cart and they head towards the ship and they beckon Jan to come with him. So he heads over <laughs> and uh, on on the ground next to How did they beckon the, him? Would they just like, like the come here gesture where you pull yeah, your so hand towards they, you? A, there's a lot of gesturing. He does kind of have a communication with them. Is that like uh, a but it is, interdimensional it's not like thing? <laughs> it's like how, you know, sometimes when we come in contact with tribes that have never been in contact with any other humans before. Yeah. And they still use some gestures that we use, like pointing. Like pointing yeah. is a general gesture, but like some other I, things are not. Like waving, I don't think, is used. Yeah, and I know in some places, like the direction you nod is, is reversed for like yes and no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Uh, a lot of those things are standard enough. There's yeah. definitely basic gestures that kind of have a similarity. Do you think there's like a a guidebook for if you're visiting Earth on you know how to gesture with your hands to? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, 
Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, no? Yeah. <laughs> is that what this is? <laughs> this is just the guy. Yeah. This is what this is. Yeah, he ties up the horse and he heads on over. So he's going over to the ship with them. Yeah. Uh, on on the ground, there's a, a little elevator that they stand. They can stand in and it brings them up to the door, which is in the side of the craft. So they're not going up under it. You know? Oh, they're going up to the side of it. Oh, yeah. cool. So inside, it's described as just being black. Black walls, no light. Uh, only the light because that's coming in through the door. Not what I was expecting. He says he saw some crows or blackbirds on the ground on the far side. Uh, almost maybe specimens. They were alive, but he noted that they were immobilized or paralyzed. They were still moving, but just not moving around. All right, I'd be um, shitting it at that stage. <laughs> if they were kidnapping birds, I'd be like, right, they're taking me as well. I'm dead. There's also two more beings inside the craft. Are they human beings? No, 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 more more little dudes. Okay, right. <laughs> There's just two other farmers like, yeah, we... <laughs> Same thing happened to us, buddy. Oh, hey, John. Going <laughs> to be late for harvest this year. <laughs> so he didn't see any controls. It was only just black and there was benches to sit on. Eight or ten of them. He went inside and in there, they ordered him to undress where they might have scanned him. How did they tell him to do that, though, you know? Uh, they, they gestured that some of them started, like, undoing his bottom buttons and stuff. No, no. Nope. They'd be getting little kicks in the face, they would. <laughs> so here's a here's a little expert excerpt from his uh, his interview. Well, when I was partially undressed to my waist and stood in place, I received an order to undress completely. So I took off my shoes. One of the present beings <laughs> sorry, then appeared sorry in front to cut you of off me. There. The, the last thing he had on was his shoes. <laughs> well, he still had his pants on, I presume. Okay. <laughs> Just, you just made it sound like the last thing he kept on was his shoes. Yeah, yeah, the shoes and stay, socks. The shoes stay on in outer space. They, they <laughs> the shoes are staying on during the probe. <laughs> One of the present beings then appeared in front of me with an appliance in a form of two dishes combined in its hand. He neared the saucers to my front, then revolved me holding my arm slightly. Then he raised my arm up and began doing something at my side with those plates. Then from behind and then on the other side. Then he showed me to dress up. After this order, I began to dress up and look around, but there was neither windows nor lights visible. Next, uh, in his account, they eat uh, a food that's kind of in the form of icicles or icicle shapes, uh, and they try to offer him food, but he refuses to eat any. Uh, The interviewers asked him, you know what noise was it making when they were eating it was a crunching and he said no it was just like a solid dough a solid dough what i'm picturing is you know the biscuit dough that you get in the tubes yeah like that they're just eating that but were they chewing on it or they just yeah they were chewing (laughs) no they asked him like does it go crunch it's only icicle shaped i think i don't think it's actually like it wasn't actually frozen right 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 yeah they're not having ice pops so yeah i pictured them just like sucking on ice cream you said it was a dough I was like so they just like don't have teeth and they're like <laughs> I don't know they do have teeth it should be noted they do have teeth oh I don't like that they had white teeth don't like that uh, I'll send you an artist rendition actually I don't know if I want to see this this is gonna give me nightmares there's also an artist rendition of the uh, spaceship oh. <laughs> what is that <laughs> why does it look like a babushka they're all lightly. Just the way the head's all wrapped up. That's <laughs> a spacesuit. All right. 
or something. It looks like a diving suit more so than it's skin it does. tight. It does look quite like a diving suit. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. But they were green, right? So they're not like alien greys. They're actually little green men. Supposedly. Okay. Yeah, that looks just like a little trailer. It looks like some place where I'd go and get pizza. They're little square feet. <laughs> Imagine if you were stopped at like a traffic lights and like a little bunch of these dudes climb into your car. <laughs> like, no, that's not okay. Like the taxi for the little boys, like. <laughs> Where are you going, lads? <laughs> the Uber wouldn't pick us up. We were too drunk. Will you drive me home? <laughs> we're on a nice house. Yeah, that's great. I love them. I love them so much. But I also hate them. And if I ever <laughs> see one, I'll kick it in the teeth. Because I know they I have teeth. teeth. <laughs> so Good to know I can curb stamp an alien. When it came to having to leave him in, in his interview... So there was about, he was about to get off the craft. When I was about to do it, I turned back and took off my cap, saying to them, goodbye. All of them took a bow. Then oh. I took a step ahead and found myself on the ground. And that's all. Did they, like, take off? Yes. He only saw it for a, for a few feet as it took off because he hid in the bush. That's insane. Absolutely insane. When he later returned to the site with his sons, he only found grass trodden down covered with dew and paths coming in all directions investigations in the area also found potential evidence that soil samples were taken wow so like the things on the ship could have taken soil samples maybe you said they're like, like drills didn't you? but they could have been I, I think it would have been more the little lads coming down on the elevator walking around taking their samples, taking samples. stealing birds scanning people oh I don't like that yeah. they took the birds yeah, that the freaks birds, me out the, mm, don't vibe with the birds I mean like imagine if you were from a planet that birds never evolved on birds yeah. would be fucking mental <laughs> birds are so bizarre it's the weirdest like hollow boned flying around creature thing ever <laughs> it's so weird weird feathers some yeah. of them are waterproof they'd probably be worth a fortune on whatever planet these guys are from because they clearly breathe air so they must be like yeah you know must physically be able to fly there yeah it has an atmosphere maybe that's it the interview that uh, it was done was with Jan Volsky two months after his encounter. He was interviewed by Henrik Komorski and Kristina Adamczak. In 2005, a monument was put up in Emilchen to commemorate the alleged alien visit. That's so cool. W- what's your thoughts on that? I just think it's bizarre. It's fairly textbook, as in like they abducted him, scanned him, let him go. But the Mm. bit that gets me that's just so funny is the hitchhiking of the cart I love it like do you I think they it. didn't know where they were landing and they just landed in Poland and there was just nobody around and they were like fuck man we gotta get these scans before the end of the day so they're just running around <laughs> trying to find somebody and they can hear the cart coming and then they just like ah they just run <laughs> up jump <and> boys <laughs> get them boys jumping up on the cart it could have been that or they could have just been out doing their, their sampling and it's like ah oh, here's a handy way to get back to the ship <laughs> Like in Red Dead Redemption, you're just <laughs> yeah. hopping onto somebody's cart, hitching a ride. I love how chill Jan was for the entire thing as well. He was just like, yep. Yeah. Like, are alien sightings that common in Poland? I don't know if I've no. ever heard any other one. No, they're, they're not. I, th- I think there might be two. Yeah, I think I heard one other one from Ukraine, which is like across the border from Poland. But, but again, that's only like one from that area. So It, it, sh- it should be noted as well this is this is a bizarre sort of thing that uh, what I'm reading here in my research while they were still under Soviet control Poland was the first like communist countries at that time to allow civilian UFO movements what's that mean? 
groups like uh, you know most groups would have had to been organised through the state or such right so they allowed like it not to be like a necessarily a, a government run group just but, but like a, a civilian run UFO group for academics and scholars it, you get into like weird stuff and like this is it heads into conspiracy theory territory where like yeah because it was being covered by state media and it was in the it was in the papers it got to a point and then it was they made the documentary and there was also um, it was in comics and stuff too which would have been you know published by the state essentially that's so cool yeah, uh, there was this whole kind of idea that they were pushing this whole UFO surgeons and reporting on UFOs more and more as a way of like causing a distraction from the economy. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. You're really kind of to going to <laughs> conspiracy I, theory. Like, I really don't want to get into that. Um, <laughs> the police, uh, the local civilians militia, which was the police force, they discredited him at the time. He's like, oh yeah, the old man had a dream. <laughs> I read somewhere that since he made his report other people did come forward and say that they had seen a strange object in the sky that morning <sighs> I just want it to happen to me you know I want to yeah. be abducted and be on a cart with these little alien dudes it's not fair yeah. that horse has seen more aliens than I ever will <laughs> what do you think you're the one who researched it the bit that really gets me is that you have like you were saying a textbook encounter so and I, I know so in America they had the whole craze of it after Roswell time and yeah where uh, uh, the the hill one and then everyone was starting about essentially hill. reporting yeah yeah started reporting more or less the same sort of thing a load of spin-off ones a load of hoaxes yeah yeah with the same sort of story kind of just tweaked but I don't think like that story or that craze would have reached this farmer in Poland yeah in 1978 yeah, so that's yeah. kind of what draws my attention to it. That's really cool. Maybe we should take a look at some other um, places that wouldn't would have been beyond the reach of American sci-fi and stories yeah. and see what else kind of comes up or and how they match. Because this is really cool. I think this is really interesting. That is all not to say that there wasn't sci-fi in Poland in 1978. There definitely was. Like, yeah, yeah. There was science fiction films then and that was all a thing. But I just don't think like there was no... If you're reporting your first UFO in 1978... Yeah. <laughs> if you like the podcast, suggest us to your friends and family. We would really appreciate that. If you have any personal ghost stories that you'd like us to read on the podcast or cover, send them to us at paranormalhotlinepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in. And until next week, I will leave you with the commemorative monuments inscription. The truth will astonish us in the future. Goodbye. Bye.